Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs and Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I am your host, Pastor Steve Pearson, from Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. And if you are joining us for the first time, we want to say welcome. Um, Usually in studio with Pastor Keith Radke. Pastor Keith will be taking the next several weeks off. Um, And so I've invited a good friend of mine and the worship leader of Redemption Hill Church to come in. Um, and to chat with us over the next three weeks, and we'll talk to him in just a second. Um, if you are tuning in for the first time, we want to encourage you that we have a lot of past episodes that are available on our website. If you want to go back and listen to some of those, simply go to shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. You can also uh, tap into those through the Redemption Hill website, which is rhutah.church. That's rhutah.church. And we have a whole host of topics there that you can glean from. Um, And so those are for your listening pleasure. Go ahead and take a look. But what I want to do today um, with this being the the weekend before the 4th of July is um, to bring in uh, a, a friend of mine, our worship leader at Redemption Hill, like I said, but also um, a, a veteran and, and somebody who has been in a war. Um, and, and so I, I kind of want to talk about his experiences with that um, and kind of relate those to to what it means um, to be free. Because I think a lot of times we take freedom for granted, um, both in this country and as well the freedom from sin. And, and really what we want to relate everything back to is this idea that Jesus said in his word, in John's gospel, um, 832, he said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And so as Christians, we, we tend to tend to grab onto that freedom and we live with that freedom knowing we're forgiven of our sins, but we don't realize that freedom has a cost to it. And the cost was great. The cost was great personally to the Son of God. Um, where he took upon himself the shame, he took upon himself the indignation of the Father in order to pay for the sins of those whom he would forgive. And we tend sometimes to forget just how strenuous that physical act was on him. But indeed, he did take that that punishment. And so in that same sense, you know, as we celebrate the 4th of July, there's some there's some parallels to the freedoms that we enjoy and it does cost and it sometimes it costs people their lives um as they lay down their lives and, and scripture says there's no greater love that a man has that he would lay down his life for his friends but but even those who go and fight for us and who put their lives at risk and who don't give their lives necessarily there's a lot they do give, and and so we want to take this episode um, and talk about that, um, and then we'll transition as we talk to Adam, um, who's our worship leader, about worship um, over the next couple of weeks. But today, um, I'm always excited to hear from and to talk to people who who have risked the the, the ultimate price, and that is their life. And and Adam is one of those who 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 has been in the service. Um, he's a veteran. 
He has an, uh, had the unfortunate experience of war and all that it entails and the aftermath. And so what I want to do um, on this episode is I just want to talk to him, get his story, um, and just and just kind of relate that back to the gospel um, because war is real. And whether it's physical war that we see with people and nations or it's spiritual war, war is real. And, and there are... Um, there are casualties in war as well. And so, um, Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve. So, um, you know, you and I have been, have been friends for a little bit and, you know, I've seen your, you know, I've seen your, your, your talents and your gifts in in regard to music. And we'll certainly get to that next week and just kind of tap into, to, to your heart about worship and all that entails. But, but there's, there's more than just a worship leader in there. (laughs) There's a, there's a person and there's a person with, with life experiences. And some of those experiences are, are, are harsh experiences and they've made you into the person that, that you are today. And Mm -hmm. and some of that is, you know, I've always said this, you know, every person is a culmination of their past experiences, whether good or bad. Right. And so, um, and so you are the man today, um, because of those experiences. And one of those experiences is, um, and you and I talking is that you, um, had the unfortunate experience of, of experiencing war and, and seeing the, 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 you know, the hard parts of, of, of humanity. And so what I want to do is talk a little bit about that. Um, but before we get to the, all those intricacies, you know, um, tell, you know, tell, tell me, tell our audience, you know, um, about what it was, you know, as we're approaching the 4th of July, what, what it was that, that really inspired you to go and, and to join the service and what was it that you were wanting to do? What was the mindset behind all of that? Well, everybody wants to be a hero, I guess, when you get into the military. Um, when I first joined, I, I'm, I'm one of basically two in my family who have, who had joined the forces. My great, or my grandfather, he was a, uh, Lieutenant Colonel fighter pilot, World War II and Korean War. And, uh, um, fantastic guy, you know, military cuff. He was, he was Air Force, so I don't, I don't, you know, give him too much for that because he's also outranked me. But, uh, but I, you know, I mean, for me, that, that protector, I guess, that, that the defender has always been a part of my, my upbringing. I, you know, when I, I think when I first, first wanted to join or before then growing up, I wanted to be a Marine. And, uh, you know, man, I was just so cool, so prestigious. And then when I went and uh, talked to the recruiter and thinking, man, it'd be so cool to be a Marine. And um, I was like, well, I also heard that uh, there's some other cool stuff that comes with being a Marine. And he's like, no, you just get to be proud to be a Marine. I was like, well, neat. You know, you're a recruiter. So let's let's work on this here. You know, sell me on why I should be a Marine now. And he's just, no, you get to be proud to be a Marine. And I'm, I'm like, thanks for the info. I appreciate that. Walking out the door and, uh, I, you know, oddly enough, there was a Marine, uh, there was a Marine, recu- uh, or there, I'm sorry, there was an Army recruiter that was standing outside the door. And um, <laughs> and he's like, he, he stops me. He goes, hey, hey, why, why don't you come come here real quick? Let me show you something. And I, he must have been hearing our conversation. He was laughing. Walk inside. He opens up this big, beautiful book full of uh, all sorts of extras and things. And you know, you get the GI Bill and you get the the VA home loans. And you know, we recently benefited from those things. And um, I'm actually friends with my recruiter that recruited me into the army. Now I still am. So I just saw him a couple weeks ago. But uh, 
um, you know, meeting somebody like that and and getting in just just ignited my my desire. I, you know, just after my 18th birthday, I hadn't even graduated high school. I swore into the army, and uh, it was actually Christmas Eve. And uh, you know, I mean that that act of patriotism, would you say, is is just something I I couldn't see myself not doing. Mm. Were you a believer when you joined? Yes, I, I would say I grew up Lutheran, so I mean God was always there. The topic of God, the challenge of God was there. Um, even challenging just about re- religion or or that relationship was was always part of my life, but. Would I say that I was a practicing Christian? No. Okay. So you sign up, you, you go into the military, and what, what year was that again? I was 99. Okay, 99. Shortly after that, America, you know, experiences one of their, well, the, the greatest, you know, uh, domestic attack on, our, on, on soil with, mm-hmm. with 9-11, and now you are thrust into a very real situation. Talk, talk about that and what your experience was with that. Um, so when when combat started, when activation started, I got a phone call. I joined the Army Reserve, so I was a weekend warrior, and we did two weeks out of the year that we did training as well. Um, they call them weekend warriors because that's what you do. You just one weekend a month, two weeks a year. Um and I got a phone call while I was on drill weekend from uh, a buddy of mine, a sergeant, that uh, had, had, had received an earlier phone call. And he called me and said, hey, they're looking for more guys to come and join this unit. They're moving, they're shipping out. And uh, I'm like, what, wait, wait, what? And he goes, I already put your name down. To Kuwait. To Kuwait. Um, actually, originally, it wasn't even Kuwait. It was just combat, basically. It's an activation for the the current initial strike that was going to happen in Iraq. Um, there was a couple different entry points, but we had, had originally been tasked to start our strike point in Turkey and then move from there. But there was some politics, and so we ended up landing in Kuwait and sticking there for a minute. Um, Luckily, I'm not a I'm not a first line uh, soldier. I'm not infantry or anything like that. But I am support. And uh, what we did was we were we were part of and supported the initial entry into Iraq when the war first started. And so you're being a support. You you get there. You're in the desert, and war breaks out, mm-hmm. and you're a witness to it. Yep. What what was the impact? there what what went through your mind is your knowing now your life is on the line i think every day you're you're constantly at this high rate of readiness there's scud attacks where you have to throw a mask on and gear on and hide in a bunker and it's 125 degrees outside and this is the worst outfit you could wear in that kind of weather and but you're you're worried that this gas is going to hit you and it's going to kill you and so you put you put your gear on and you sweat through it um and then when when you start heading up and doing the, doing the support missions into into Iraq um you know, it's it's every every moment, everything that's there. Your your readiness is is cat like reflexes. I, I would say you you respond instantly. And ha- being at that that level is you know you, you think about I think about the idea of a powder keg, and you know one little tiny spark in that powder keg goes off, and that's basically where you have to sit at. You're idling at that rate, 
And um, when that's happening, you it's a tremendous amount of stress on you, and it's uh, and it's it's taxing. I mean, they said that uh, the the vehicles that we were using over there for every month that we were over there, those vehicles aged about seven years, and so I was there for about. 15 months in, in desert, in, in the sand. And, um, you know, the amount of stress levels that we're putting on the vehicles, if I was just to even give myself the credit, I came home a 23-year-old that probably was more like the age of a 47-year-old. Hmm. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I'm Pastor Steve Pearson, your host from Redemption Hill Church. We're in studio today with Adam Richardson, the worship leader at Redemption Hill and veteran um, of the Gulf War. Um, and we're just talking to him about his experiences there. And, and Adam, before we left, you were talking about a, a, just kind of the stress level that, that went along with that while you were there and, and, and just all the things that you're going to see and you're going to experience. And, you know, what I'd like to talk about, you know, now for, for a moment is you come home, right? Um, yeah. Talk about what life is like in the wake of your war and the experiences and the personal effects that it had on you both then and now, some of the adverse effects that you carry with you. I think when I first came home, um, I, I definitely was, uh, I had some anger issues. Um, I first came home and I mean, my, my wife tells me stories about how I'd make the, the waiter at a, at a restaurant just in tears because they didn't fill my water when I wanted it to be filled. And, and, you know, ridiculous stories like that, that I, I didn't even realize I was being that aggressive or even abusive to people, not recognizing that. And, um, you know, struggling coming home with, with PTSD and not, you know, at the same time, it not being a real recognized problem within the VA or within the medical system in the military. And, and so they weren't diagnosing it. They weren't treating it. And, and, but, but coming home and saying, Hey, you may experience some adverse effects of combat. You're like, no kidding. You know, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I, I knew that when I flew off the handle about ice water, but, uh, you know, when I when I first recognized that I was dealing with PTSD, it was it was trying to figure out how to manage it and how to go through that and survive it. Um, you know, when I initially it was just well, I, it, it doesn't matter. Even now, I still have to do this, but I have to reorient myself. If I get a if I get, you know, I mean it. It's funny we joke about it, but we use the word flashbacks. Like, oh man, it takes me back to Nam. It literally takes me back to Iraq, you know. And and in those instances, I have to find a radio station. I have to listen to the radio. They're speaking English. I have to touch things. I have to I have to add all of these other sensory parts of me that take me back or take me away from where I was in Iraq and recognize that I'm I'm safe. I'm home. I'm in the U.S. 
And and that's a very dangerous place for a veteran to be. And I I don't even think you know I I, I don't I don't think in myself I I have anywhere near some other veterans who who deal with just the PTSD aspect of it. And so you know for that to rock my world sometimes it's 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 hard. And then you know how, how is that you know because a lot of times we'll look at you know we we just kind of glance at people and we make personality assessments and, and we don't know anything about their life. We don't, we don't know what's in their background. We don't, you know, we just kind of, you know, as Christians were some of the, some of the harshest critics and harshest judgments um, are, are rendered on brothers and sisters. We have no idea um, about their background. How, how today has that impacted you? Because some people, you know, there's a lot of people out there say, well, just move on. You know, <laughs> how has how that impacted you today? How has it affected you today? And, your relationships and, and, and just all that stuff. Sometimes I can go when I, when I get overly stressed out or something like that, sometimes I can switch into a military gear that, um, I'm a little harsher. I'm not as graceful or, um, you know, taking a role of being a shepherd is, is the one that's like, okay, yeah, but I beat them all into submission. That's why they, <laughs> why they're all obedient. You know, it's, it's, it, I, I don't mean, I, I joke, but but the reality is is that I have a hard time with relationships sometimes because I can be brutal and I don't mean to I mean the best and I have I love everybody you know and I I want to see the best out of people but 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 sometimes I'll switch into a military gear and not realize it and hmm. and and sometimes that's been that's been a destructive point in my relationships hmm. now the good thing that did come out of this experience is you have a wonderful beautiful family because you met mm-hmm. your wife there, yep. right? So in the midst of, of a, a hell hole, you can actually come out with a gem. Yep. Tell us about meeting your wife. Oh man. Um, so we, we mobilized out of Fort Lewis, Washington is where we, we first initially were taken. And I was taken from a unit, uh, from my unit into, uh, into this deploying unit, and then my wife, she came from Colorado. She um, she was taken into this unit as a cook, and uh, I was like, "Well, we don't need cooks. We contract all the cooks. It doesn't matter anymore. So you're a non-essential soldier." And uh, you know, I mean, she'll she'll joke about that too. But uh, but when I when I saw her, I was like, "Wow, you're you're kind of pretty," you know. <laughs> uh, when I, I saw her, I couldn't see her eyes. She was yelling at everybody about eating their vegetables, and I was like, "I'm gonna marry that girl," you know. Um, but we, you know, we quickly came into a combat environment and in the military, there is no fraternization. And so basically that means you can't hold hands, you can't touch, you can't smile in the right directions. You know, it's just, it is locked down. And because of that, we, you know, we, we, we spent, I, I, I spent most of my time once we made it overseas, I was on mission. And so about six days a week, I would be traveling and, and doing my uh, combat vehicle recovery onto different, you know, black zones and things like that. And I would come back and she would, she would meet me if she could, if she was available. Uh, I'd try to get a little church in maybe, hopefully, if not, uh, at least I got chow and I got to do laundry and that's our dates. Like we would spend time, we would try to meet and do laundry together. I was like, wow, folding socks with you is just the (laughs) best thing in the world. This is like marriage. But what it what it resulted in is we wrote letters back and forth to each other. So our first year of relationship was literally about just emotionally uh, 
holding to holding each other together that way through letter writing. We couldn't we couldn't snuggle. We couldn't watch a movie together. It, it just wasn't available. Hmm. So wow. Um, in the remaining you know three minutes that we have, um, there's a lot of similarities when we talk about spiritual war and physical war. Right. Um, there there's an enemy. Right. There are combat tactics that the enemy uses on on a person when they're wanting to come to Christ. There's a persistence that needs to um, that needs to exist in the spiritual war. Um, and, and, and then there's a victory, you know, um, that that could be had in the spiritual war. Um, if you can take a couple minutes, talk about now the spiritual side to to war. Talk about the victory that a person might have, you know, the, that in, in Christ talk about how it is that, that those two equate and, and talk about the hardship when you're in the spiritual battle of what takes place in the mind. Cause there's almost a spiritual PTSD as well. When you're mm-hmm. under attack all the time, depression's real, all that kind of, kind of tie a bow on all that for us. When I had the opportunity to dive deeper into God's word and know that even when I went to war, the, you know, you'll, you'll hear soldiers and, and people from the military say the war doesn't leave you. And so it's something that you can either just accept that defeat or know that there is, there is better for you. And I think early on I had been in the, in the camp of accepting the defeat, knowing that I'm going to just struggle with this the rest of my life and knowing that I'm going to be a burden and, and have no relationships with people and, and those sorts of things. But finding, uh, finding the, the relationships first in Christ um, really helped me define those, the, those future relationships and even the past ones is to go back and, and, and you know, look through the lens of what the Bible, you know, that grace and forgiveness and, 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 and have and know that you know know that our our relationships aren't aren't defined on 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 bitterness and anger and hatred and and those sorts of things and so going back and having that redemption in my life uh releasing those things that even though war is with me even though I still struggle with PTSD I have issues it's not something that binds me or defines me hmm. and um you know, I had my my circumstances while I was there. That uh, while I was overseas, that you know, were truly a bigger enemy. They didn't. They, you know, I had a a sergeant who you know told me personally he wanted me to die. That's why he sent me on missions. And you know, my prayer all the time was that that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, to have that enemy and recognize that that's not that man. That's a bigger power. That's a that's a that's a principality that's controlling that anger and hate, mm-hmm. and and coming home and and recognizing, hey, I have been through the hell, and let's you know, and I know the way out, and I know that it's not a a a, a perfect uh, solution, but the victory in Christ is is more powerful than anything I've ever had. Amen. And I'll say this: there is there is a spiritual war, and it's a war of a person's soul, and mm-hmm. and when you're captured by sin. You you are you are entangled in something that that you need to be freed from, and and in the process of 
of, of serving God. There will be PTSD in a sense. You will struggle. There will be depression. But listen, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And in Christ, you can be delivered. So if you're listening and you've never made a decision for Jesus Christ, we want to encourage you that the war is real. But if you surrender your life to Christ, the victory in the war is his and that victory will be given to you. Hey, listen, you have been listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We are out of time for today. We want to encourage you to tune in next week as we do part two, talking about worship with Adam Richardson. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is a joint outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show, and from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. 